So welcome to episode nine of What's With The Fish Picks, which is a 50 plus, 51 actually, if the truth be known, I'm not sure about the plus, 50 plus widow's experiences of being back on the dating scene and dealing with death and rejection and bear with, honestly, it won't be depressing. It's going to start off a bit somber, I suppose. For anyone waiting for an update on S3, S3 is now, um, geez, just S really. Um, there are, There isn't anybody else. Um, and I'll tell you a bit more about him in a minute. This week's been World Suicide Prevention Week. And yesterday in particular, um, I'm recording this on a Friday and um, where I work, we, I got us to do a lot on suicide prevention, not in a, in a negative way, but doing it in a way that people, we don't talk enough about suicide in society, full stop. There is still a stigma around it. Um, we use nice little euphemisms and are no longer with us. But we don't talk about the implications for families. We don't talk about the fact that, yes, the loved one was in turmoil and obviously was in a bad place and their misery has now ended. But it's only, for those left behind, the misery, you could argue, has only just started. So I'm part of a, um, a survivor's Facebook group, which I was kindly invited to. And yesterday they were having, um, somebody had said, oh, I see it's not being covered by the media, blah, blah, blah. And I very calmly said, well, actually, on my radio station it is. Every single programme is doing something about it. And, you know, we all in society have a responsibility to talk about suicide and loss and self-harm and all of those sorts of things that are all related. Because, if, because it came as a... I mean, I'm a journalist. It came as a total shock to me how many people are affected. I don't know why I was blind to it, but I'd had no experience of it, so I hadn't prepared myself for it. Obviously, since it happened, um, I have become hypersensitive to it, and I do feel really strongly about it. And I think those of us left behind do have a responsibility to talk about it to talk about what it's like for us, what it's like for our children. Because I'll be brutally honest, when I was thinking about it and when I responded to this gentleman's comments on the Facebook group, and I was very calmly saying, you know, I feel today, I don't feel sad. I feel sorry for my late husband because he's trapped in a time and space now our lives, his two sons and me, are moving forward. He's he's always going to be. I hope he's found peace. I really hope. I really do. And if I had a, a stronger faith, um, maybe I'd be more comforted by that. But otherwise, he's he's sort of back at the start of this journey. He's there, he's our starting point, and we've carried on moving on, probably in a completely different route than we would have done if if he and I had got divorced, or if he'd just gone, or, you know, what he did, the way he did it, 
the the calmness with the way he did it and the fact that we were totally blindsided has meant that our journey has gone off in a different direction. And reading other people's stories and listening to other people's stories during World Suicide Prevention Day, it just reminded me, actually, of how amazing my sons have been through all this. Because they would have had, you know, they're young men, and they would have had every right to totally lose it. And they didn't. They've stayed very calm and very reasoned, and um, I'm so proud of them for that. Maybe because they could see it, I, maybe I was too close to how poorly he'd become. I just thought he was, had some funny ideas about stuff. Maybe they saw through it because they didn't have the, the whole sort of married love glove goggles on, I don't know. But they have been amazing. And they continue to be amazing. One of them's about to start uni, the other one's going into his final year, and I couldn't be proud of them. The younger one's got, got a girlfriend. She's lovely. She's been a real help for him. She's she you know, she's been a real confidant, which is nice. Plus he's very sort of laid back and um she's stressing about uni, so it's nice to see them helping each other through stuff. And they've both been amazing about the fact that I'm back out on the dating scene. When I told them, first of all, I said, well, I didn't tell them. I, what I said to them was, you do know that I will eventually start dating again, don't you? I said, because I can't spend my life on my own. And they both sort of looked at me quizzically as if to say, duh. And they said, yeah, mum, we don't expect you to be on your own. And I said, and it doesn't bother you that, that I'm doing it now. And they went, no, we just want you to be happy. We just want you to be happy. And so that was a bit of a, because some people are saying, mm, it's very soon to start dating. I don't think anyone else can tell you when is right or wrong to end the grieving process. I really don't. And I don't think I'll ever end the grieving process because I have lost what I thought was my future. But now I've got, I've, I've got a, I can't change that. I've got to live up to the fact that I have a, a different future. And, and it will be different. And it, oh, I have no idea. It might be better. It might be, it, it doesn't matter because my relationship with my husband, late husband, to keep remembering to say that, was special and it gave me a fantastic amount of happiness for a very long time not for the whole time but nobody does no, no marriage is perfect is it it was very stressful especially the last couple of years and you know at various other points when the babies were little and, and what have you but it's given me two amazing sons and I've got lots of really happy memories of a man who I genuinely loved and now I've got to make new memories, which is where S comes in. So in previous episodes, I called him S3 because he was the third chap that I'd met on this dating website whose first name began with S. But um, there's only S, S1 is still hanging around. I, I really like him. He's a, I just so hope he gets himself together because he's such a, a kind man, but he needs to 
get so much so many things straight his health and his work-life balance and things like that before he can even think about bringing somebody else into his life um he just hasn't got time but you know he still messages me every day and i'm very nice and i and i do worry about him he works really hard and i do worry that he's missing life at the moment but you know that's aside so s oh forget it let's just his name's steve okay he's amazing um when i was preparing myself for being a bit down over this suicide prevention thing i decided that i would make a word cloud you know where you take key phrases and turn it into a picture um so i made this word cloud of all of the amazing things that you said to me over the last few weeks and ugh, blew me away it just blew me away for someone to be that kind and open and loving and it's just incredible he sends me music i've got a playlist now which is exactly this the right duration for me to get to and from work so i put it on and the drive i have to skip through the um youtube adverts but and they've all got lyrics and he insists that i read the lyrics because they all mean something and he has really thought some of the songs i've i've worked on in in radio for like 30 years and some of these songs i've never heard of but they're beautiful and they're very appropriate so i got up not upset but i was a bit pensive during our phone call after the uh, stressful day at work talking about suicide and stuff and i woke up this morning and there was this message from him on my phone and I just wanted to read it to you as the end of this week's episode because I just want to stress we still have not met. Um, circumstances have met that both of us have not been able to sort the diaries out, but I am hopeful by the next update that we will have met face to face. But I just wanted to read you this and then we'll call it quits for this week until I've got a proper update for you. So good morning to you, beautiful, and hope you had a good night's rest. And then he put this poem he hasn't written it himself but it's so appropriate he must have really thought about this let me take care of your broken heart and show you how to fly let me hold you gently by the hand and kiss your tears goodbye let me lead you to tomorrow's light and out of needless rain because all i want right now is for you to smile again let me sing all the songs I wrote till you sleep in my embrace and I'll keep you safe and warm until the sunlight strokes your face. Let me bring you up the mountain's peak and I'll let you touch the skies to remind you of the strength I see when I look into your eyes. Let me kiss and show you what love is and the happiness it brings. You'll sail again like a butterfly endowed with pretty wings. Let me do all these things and let you see our fates are intertwined. You're the accidental precious gem I've waited long to find. The earth and sky conspired to make us meet. They knew we both belonged to each other like words and lovely notes give life to every song. So fly with me, my beautiful one. It's time we leave the past. I'm yours to keep and you are mine. We're finally home at last. And then he ended it with, thanks for coming into my life. What a better way to start the end of a week. Until next time, 
see ya